All right, guys, before today's episode, just to let you know that we now have live shows on sale. Tickets are available now. Two shows that we're doing at the Edinburgh Festival, one on the 15th and one on the 23rd of August. Tickets on sale now for that one. And we'll also be live in London in September, 9th, I believe, of September. Mm -hmm. It's a Saturday night. Tickets available now if you want to see us in the big smoke. Of course, this will not be news to you if you are on the Patreon. We've we've already... um, Put out tickets for yes, people to buy. Announced it. Yep. And if you'd like to sign up for access to tickets for anyone else and all extra content, it's just you can sign up for as little as three pounds a month. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where you will get the two previous live shows we've done as well. This Glee and Stand in Glasgow, both very fun. Yes. Yes. And lots and lots of hours of previous episodes. And, you know, it's a, it's a fun time over there, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, early access, there. extra content. Of course, we will be doing two Some Laugh Lives at the Fringe, but we also have our own stand-up shows during August that we'll be doing. Guys, where will you be at? I will be at the Monkey Barrel Comedy Club every day from the 2nd to the 27th at half one uh, in the afternoon, apart from the 16th. I'm in the same room, same day off, but I start way earlier. I start on the 31st of July, Crazy. the month of July. Crazy. Wow. I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. There you go. Till the 27th. What yeah. time you on? Quarter to six every day. Love that for me. Nice one. Which is the title of the show. And I just love that for me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing my show. We always clash. Yeah, we all, it means to clash as ever. Uh, I'll be on at 10 to six every night at the Tron, which is under Monkey Barrel as well. Tickets available now. So we'll hopefully see you guys at the Fringe, at the live shows, at our stand-up shows, and maybe even in London as well if you're there. But aside from that, guys... Enjoy today's episode. Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Some Laugh Podcast. It could be like, oh, that was some laugh, or there was just some, some laughs. Some laughs. Well, no promising all laugh. No, <laughs> it's, there's going to be some. It's some laugh. So you and I done your podcast, uh, you at one point had a pair of those Bose earphones you're like ah, I'll get rid of these shite ones and I was like oh no that's ones I've got <laughs> <laughs> I was like I thought they were quite good actually <laughs> no, they are good but mate I've had them that long they're actually like the leather's pulling away and stuff and I was just like I just bought new ones but I bought new ones at the end of March because I was like I need to spend money so my tax bill's less uh, <laughs> but I spent too much right <laughs> so then I was like I've got all these headphones and microphones and I'm just getting uh, we'll, we'll take some off you if you yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. I just gave a load of stuff to some young folks who are starting a podcast about traveling communities and right. like right. circus folk. Well, I was like, cool. pure fascinated by that. So I just gave them oh, that's a good. load of stuff that was lying about. So you're handing on the baton to new, new podcasters. Absolutely. Don't don't need need the we don't need the competition. Yeah. We're trying to freeze them out. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's room for all of us. There's enough for everybody. Of course. I, I don't know if there's much crossover with the traveller community and ours. Well, I don't, I don't have like, you know, a kind of investigative journalism sort of documentary isn't he probably crossing paths with us is it Maybe yeah, people not. only coming here for information no <laughs> it's, not all, it's not all laughs it's you know it's, <laughs> some information that, that doesn't gets... mean it's good info it, no it's, it's all informed stuff that we are have we started people say that to me all the time and I'm like wonder oh come on they must know we've started now I know what that feels like I've yeah, yeah. done your podcast as well didn't I, 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 and did I was... you think have we started uh, no well because you, you didn't you weren't like We've started and now no, here yeah. we go. It's just a wee chat and then right. and that's what it's supposed catch to be. People with their guard down. Yeah. I'm supposed to know that trick. Yeah, I, like, I fucking made that trick up. <laughs> now you pull that on me. <laughs> that's but that's just in case they'll they'll say something really juicy and we've got it on 
on mic. Cause yeah, that's good. They've got their guard down. Like the real gossip. We were wanting some sort of theatre gossip. Theatre gossip. <laughs> you excited about what the theatre gossip might be? Aye, there's, uh, there's possibly going to be a new production of Hamlet at the license. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it to him. <laughs> <laughs> we had Martin Quinn on a, a wee while ago and he Aye. was talking about... There's no actual release there. Yeah, you're probably laughing. Still won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Martin Quinn's one of my favourite humans. He's, he's, he's so, so funny. For just loads of boring reasons, we've sat on his episode for ages now. So even though we are friends with him, he must think we fucking hate him. I was just getting my voice not the other day and was like explained why and I was just like I'm so sorry mate please don't think it's anything to do with the quality <laughs> episode did they get back to you? Uh, I said oh it's fine and all that, yeah. but I was just like cool but um, I'll not get into this anyway, <laughs> anyway do you anyway. need me for any of this? <laughs> <laughs> sorry thank so you for being here just thanks to support Brido Hengwe Brido Hengwe can I use your full name is that alright? yeah you mean other than Brad O'Hengwe? O'Sullivan, yeah. No, it's not a secret. No, it's O'Sullivan, not an industry yeah. secret. No, I what tried then? to, like, because when I first started acting, there was a Brian O'Sullivan, there is a Brian O'Sullivan on Equity. Right. And you can't have two, yes. you know? That must um, be fucking annoying. Yeah. It is, because then I spent ages trying to think, well, what am I going to do? It was, no, there was, a, I was going already by the name Brian James, because I thought I was a little neater. Yeah. Before I joined Equity, then I joined Equity, and like, there was already a Brian James, so I was like, I'm just going to be Brian O'Sullivan, which I thought sounded a bit dull. Because I'm used to it. Because I've been yeah. living with it for a long time. Of course. Um, <laughs> so then I threw the James in as well. But, but days and days, I was like, what am I going to be? And now I don't worry about it because I'm Brian Hangway. So have you, is that your, that's not your equity? No, anymore, it's, not, it? it's not. <laughs> Can I imagine you in the, the West End and we've got, we've got Brian like, Hangway here. With... I think I shouldn't have made that deed poll change. <laughs> On your tax return? Yeah. <laughs> tax one? <laughs> you should Wait. be allowed to overtake people like, if you've got more IMDB credits or something you 100%. should then get claim to the name Yeah, that may well be the case which is why I didn't get the name <laughs> where, where did the Bridal Hangway name come from? we used to when we were in college we used to call each other something O'Baggins and I was Bride O'Baggins for years not because I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings just because we thought it was funny you know when you, you're young <laughs> and you just found it funny we nicknames so we were like oh here he comes and he'd be like wearing a suit and you go oh, smart old baggins was a thing that we did right <laughs> so I was bridal baggins for ages and my parents and all that started calling me bridal just you know and then when I started doing these these videos I was like I'm not just going to leap do it on my own you know I started a new Instagram and all that I was like what am I going to call myself Aye. so I thought something kind of Glasgow that doesn't really say anything but says everything Aye. yeah but believe it or not, even that, you wouldn't think that would be contentious to anybody calling yourself Hingme. It's just a thing. Yeah. People go, I think it's actually Hingme with an M. <laughs> People will still argue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that you're wrong, that even you're though wrong your name saying... is just Thing. I would say Hingme. I would say Hingme. I think it's Hingme. Maybe I'd say, that's. I'd a... say Hingme. Hingme? Were you a me? Was that an M? Yeah, I would say both, but it's one of the ones that knew I'm thinking about it. I don't know what I would say naturally. I would I need think to catch you just, myself off guard because it's I think a bit it, of both, isn't it? It doesn't insult me here. Well, it stems from. <laughs> not upset, are you? Not, not I'm sure it stems from hang me jig. Hang me jig. Thing me jig. Thing me jig. Thing me jig. Thing me jig. Then hang me jig. Oh, I just said hang me. You're making my point. Hang me jig. Aye. Hang me jig. But then. So it's M, but I've gone W because. Hang I just thought. Whatever. 
But yeah, that's that's where that's we the are. And it's good. I guess as people, oh, that Brido guy, oh, Brido Angwe, which is <laughs> right. Okay, is it James or is it O'Sullivan? <laughs> Let's check equity. Let's put this to bed once and for all. There's no can't be a lot of Hingways on the equity. There can't be a lot of Bridos. You, what could you not just be Brido O'Sullivan? Yeah, but the thing it's is, a lot of isn't it? In the middle. Bride yeah, Brido O'Sullivan. Yeah, yeah, and then you could just cut the O's. Yeah. No, but the thing, <laughs> the equity thing is is for the serious stuff, isn't it? Sure. So and Brian yeah. James O'Sullivan but that could that could be your thing you can't have a Hamlet played by a bridal can you but maybe that could be it's your thing stopping you. just yeah. wait and see because <laughs> you've been memorable Hamlet. I think that's what it's about being memorable isn't it? and yeah. standing out in a pile Maybe I'll just be bridal then. I've Standing heard. in a pile. Ah, pile of headshots. Pile of headshots. Oh, that's, yeah. That's bridal hang with there. That's such a weird name. That's so old school Hollywood. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because I, well, I was hey, you're going to be a star, kid. <laughs> on the casting couch. What's your name, bridal? <laughs> I was listening to a podcast with Keanu Reeves, and he was talking about that. That was his big thing. Like, I gave him the headphones for that and the mics. Keanu just, Reeves? Just to keep him, you know. <laughs> get him started. Charlie begins kid. at home, doesn't it? <laughs> ah, he said I'll just have a weird a uh, weird name. Well, I, I think it was like maybe his middle name or something. I don't know. I don't think it was just a weird just name. A, what? These are funny sounds. Yeah, I know. I do that. <laughs> Is that not his real name? No. No, I Is feel duped now. No. But that's because people call their wins and all that, no, don't they? Or is that just that old Bridges bit? Is that, but people must yeah. call themselves Keanu now. Yeah, that's ah, because name, of that. I yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if it's it stems from him. I think people, it was a real name. It was the middle name of the kid in the royal family. David Keanu Ronan Best. Not the royal family. Oh, no. oh, oh The yeah, sitcom. Because yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah. like that, they were, that you know. That's right. Because yeah. they were thinking, if it was going to be a girl, they were saying, we're thinking about Whitney. <laughs> and Barbara's like, Whitney, that's beautiful. <laughs> 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 so it must have been like two really big names at the time. Yeah. Do you think that would be a I'm making it if somebody called their kid Brido because of you? That's it. That's the ultimate thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Hamlet in the West End. <laughs> Just bridled one word like share, <laughs> like and then people start naming their kids after me. And then they become actors, and they kind of get on equity. Ah, so and the cycle continues. Yeah, yeah exactly. I see, love it. see, when you die, does that mean your name's on equity? Can can anyone then? I think it, it? I think it then becomes available. Oh, that's good. But of course, like good if you me. that's a movie idea. That's good. killing there everybody go. above you with a send them. But then if they that's if they had made any waves, then it wouldn't there wouldn't be any point because you'd be like, oh no, but I'm not that Keanu Reeves he's dead yeah. that would be dumb yeah. so you're, you're waiting for someone who hasn't really made an impact yeah exactly to it'd die. have to be lower <laughs> down you know, I always get confused I don't know how Steve McQueen was that old actor and then there's a Steve it's McQueen right. that's a director now that's right yeah. he, did, so did he get to be called Steve McQueen in the professional world because fucking Steve McQueen yeah, I think if he's a director died. he probably doesn't yeah I don't know they, if he they have a different union so it wouldn't matter. All oh, right. Mm. So well, it's like picking a username into it. It's like you know how the good yeah. ones been taken. Well, there's a Stephen Buchanan on Twitter that doesn't use it. It's tweeted oh, once nice. years and years ago. And at, at Mark Jennings is a man. You pleased to see Twitter dying on its heart? Yeah, so. very oh, happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big threads. Got it on threads. Yeah. I only got that last night. Threads. Same. Aye. But this morning. Yeah. Might, by the time this goes out, it'll be which is like then. next week or something. What, the whole <laughs> thing of like you can't. You can only watch so many, look at so many tweets. Is that what you're talking about? No, so there's a new thing that Facebook have brought out called Threads. And it's basically oh. I, it's owned by Meta. Oh, so they're bringing out their own new. Yeah. They've got their own a Facebook version of Twitter, basically, an oh. Instagram version of Twitter. Are we all going on that? It feels better than what Twitter is now. To be fair, oh, I didn't even know that. Still, just showing you mad random shit yeah. that you've not asked for. That's kind of the the whole thing about social media, though. Isn't no, it? No. At this point, but back in the day, it used to be like you just got whoever you'd followed. Right, right. That was the whole point, right? Yeah. Yeah, it there was a turning off. point where it's like, yeah. oh, and all this other shit yeah. and all these adverts. Yeah. However, 
we have probably all benefited from the algorithm. Yeah. Your your stuff coming up. Nice segue. Nice segue. You know, on track. You got uh, <laughs> no fun on this. It's straight to no, business. Straight to business. <laughs> but that's, I mean, you you've had loads of fucking brilliant videos that you put out. Was, did you start during lockdown mm-hmm. putting them out? Yeah. And it's just about a couple of characters. So you've got like Janice and Frank. It was just Janice. And just um, Janice. And she didn't have glasses on. I always speak about them in the third person, you know, she. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was just like a mum, like mama kind of Aye. thing. Like, oh, here, wait, you hear this. <laughs> um, in fact, the first video was just, uh huh. Uh-huh, I know, uh-huh. Yeah, I remember saying that. Yeah, just that. It was so just funny. that. Over and over I, I again. Just, I loved that, just the filling out like a minute and a half of just uh-huh. Right. And, but it's telling so much. Right, and you're waiting yeah. to, you're trying to figure out what's the other person saying. Oh, I same. know. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Uh-huh. We were exactly the same. <laughs> but no glasses, no character name, just me doing this daft idea and right. sent it to my pal. He went, what are you doing? Put that online. And I put it on and then the story goes, although this is probably not entirely true, at some point, I got a retweet from Limmy. I woke Aye. up in the morning and he'd mm. retweeted one of them. Not not maybe the first one, but pretty soon. And then it just kind of went. Snowballed for there. Yeah. But Frank used to be called uh, Uncle Patter. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a voice I did, funnily enough, at the Lyceum. <laughs> Backstage at the Lyceum in Edinburgh. We're getting ready to do a show and I'd be like, uh, you hear us? I'm going for a Chinese with the boys. It's a Christmas night out, right? <laughs> <laughs> John, wait, you hear us? You'll love this. <laughs> John is very wealthy. He sold his company for seven five. <laughs> and it, some people in the company would be like, going to stop doing that. <laughs> and other people who I then liked were like, oh, I love this, Uncle Patter. And that, that was who he was. He was just Uncle uh, Patter. Like any uncle. Because see the thing to me, right? It was, when I first seen it, it's so uncanny. Because like, yeah. see, Janice, right? My gran speaks exactly like that. That's what people say, and uh, yeah. and to the point where I was like, he must live near me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know that way. Certain parts of Glasgow, there's a really you can kind of hear wee distinctions yeah, in the yeah, accent, yeah. and uh, and then with Frank as well, like just it's just it's just so spot on. Like I'm so fascinated, like how much so see when you you would do a video like that how much prep goes into it like do you need do you would you know it kind of word for word no not at all really i, th- I think I, I go like i either think of a central idea so say like if i went to the co-op to get a meal deal or something right and then i noticed something like you know i don't know if you've noticed this by the way but seeing the co-op they all have headsets <laughs> and they all talk to each other but they don't have to like click and they're constantly on a loop with each other <laughs> and they all talk all day now first of all i would never want to work in the co-op but I if i had to work and the headsets were going all day Aye. and you think they're talking to you so they're cashing up and they're like i know i said to him but the thing was he never he never <laughs> came in for his shift on saturday and i'm like who's she talking to and then i realized they're old but they're in a tiny wee shop <laughs> one of them's down there stacking a shelf and they're all having this ongoing gossip anyway <laughs> see i went to the co-op and i noticed that i'd be like right Frank could notice that and uh-huh. he came in. Oh, bloody nonsense by the way <laughs> <laughs> so I would start a video and I'd go I would try and start with a non sequitur like I mean the thing is you don't really get scat leads anywhere <laughs> <laughs> and then just go into right and start the co-op chat and then I know that centrally I need to get to this chat about the headsets Aye. and then I just let Frank talk and see what else he comes up with like you know a meal deal is, it isn't really a deal it's just because meal and deal rhyme you know what I mean <laughs> like, it's actually just a three price I did that today came to three seven and then I was like, I wonder what the meal deal price is. Three seventy. What deal? It's just three things. Anyway, <laughs> so let Frank talk about those things. But I would do a take, and then I would look back, and I would go, right, that's four minutes long. Aye. It took me far too long to get to the point. Mm. But what was good? I went right. That was good. The thing about the deal, the rhyme, and I pick out bits. Yeah. I don't write them down, but I just go again. 
And mm. I go, what can I remember? It must Aye. be the good stuff. And I'm like editing as I go. Fucking so probably like the third or fourth take. Right. I'll go with, if I go over about four takes, I start to go, this is a lot of work. Like yeah. any more than about 10 minutes and I'm just kind of resenting it. <laughs> <laughs> and is it like you do it in one take usually? Like, well, like it's one continuous one continuous show, yeah. And is that for an editing purpose or do you just like the style of that? Or Initially it was just like, what can I, what can I do with how few resources like? Right. How how funny can it still be without me doing anything fancy? Yeah, and also I'm extremely lazy. Yeah, um, so I'm like, how, what's the shortest version of this that I can possibly do? It also adds to it because it just feels like you're sitting next to like you're stuck next to some prick at a party. I, like yeah, 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 your uncle like that talks like that, and you, it's just like you're sitting, and so having no cuts and all that just adds You've to got that no thing. Yeah. It's claustrophobic, <laughs> right? Because how often are you like that? And you're like, oh for fuck. But yeah, I think I think any anything else just. It's just a different way of doing things because there's there's stuff that's made, you know, like really intricately that I think is amazing. Aye. Uh, you know, it's not a judgment, but for me, it's just, it's A, laziness and B, like, what's the quickest route from the idea to the audience's brain? Yeah. And that's yeah. something that's got shorter and shorter in our generation. And ironically, with TV and stuff, it's got longer and longer. Aye. So, you know, you've heard or you're probably involved in the endless development process of TV where you're like will I ever get this idea, which is now weathering on the vine yeah. <laughs> into the minds of this audience. And how, what's the quickest way I can do it? Cut out all the middle shit yeah. and just say it and then put it online. Yeah. That, Cause then it's, I literally was at the co-op two minutes ago and now you're hearing about what I think of that. <laughs> it's the quickest route to getting the material out. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. yeah it's amazing that we can do that. I mean, 20 years ago, we can, even if we were like the funny kid at school, we still had to go through a whole thing to like yeah, get yeah. an idea out there. There was still still gatekeepers and that we were talking right. about that uh, like in the last interview. And is the how do you find that then? So the, you there's a lot of people saying that they don't like reels because it's changing comedy and stuff. But mm -hmm. is that the way? Um, and you're from a theatre background as well. Yeah. But is that how do theatre people feel about that sort of stuff? You putting videos online? That's a great question. I mean, I think that. During the pandemic, most of my friends who are involved in theatre found other things that they could do, like, or worked on their sideline or their side hustle because they had to. Mm. And for some people, it was like, I edit showreels now. For some people, it was like, I'm doing a podcast. You know, people found things that they yeah. do, some creative, some less so. And that was just mine. So there's no kind of like, Scottish theatres are quite a, quite a gentle place. Do you know what I mean? Right. Nobody's like, oh, fuck. Well, Nobody's on the face of it. Right. <laughs> so as far as I know... It's not as cutthroat as maybe in London or something. Or maybe maybe even the stand-up world from what I've seen a wee bit. All right. I don't mm. know. I think... Well, look, I can't really... Yeah. I did little bits of stand-up and one of the reasons I didn't keep doing it was like, this is brutal. Like the community? Yeah, because yeah. I was brought up in theatre and I was mm. like, oh, this, this is a dog fight. Yeah. But I don't I want can... to fight. I wonder if maybe at first it feels a wee bit less welcome just because it feels like everybody else knows each other and you don't. It might just be that. Yeah. And I think it just, just takes a while to get to know people. But, but generally, a, it's. I would I've say, though, probably... from like when I started as well, I think people who have been on the scene for a while, they're, they look down on open spots, is what they're called if you're just starting out. And Aye. it's like it's quite a dirty word. It's like, oh, he's just an open spot Aye. or whatever. Right. And it feels, I do think there is a bit of a divide until you get to a certain level and right. then you're welcomed. And I think it's changed now. I think, like, because there is, you've got a lot more autonomy. We've been able to do your own stuff. Mm. Whereas even when we started, and, and maybe I don't know when it was you done done it, but even whenever that was, I could imagine it was just a bit, everybody was a bit more like, 
fuck's this guy you know that kind of stuff well nobody was putting out videos except maybe Lemmy yeah yeah yeah. Uh, when I did stand up the briefest little moment but it was like 2010 maybe or something like that so it was like you know if you wanted to get material in front of people you kind of had to go to the stand yeah that was it I think, or at least in my world, that's how uh, it seemed. Yeah, yeah. Different now. I don't know. I don't know how it would be now, but I feel like the process that I go through feels so different to a stand-up uh, world, and I kind of like the way I managed to do it. So I don't feel like people are like. Would you not do stand-up? And I'm kind of like, that's there's people that's really good at that, and that's not what I do, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, but you have taken your characters to live shows, right? You've done. Yeah, and that was always the aim. Uh-huh. Although I didn't start putting the videos out to, for any reason except boredom, uh, anything that I do that audiences like, I always think, right, how would that be in a live room? Because uh-huh. I'm a theatre person, like I want to do a performance in front of people. Yeah. So yeah, as soon as I thought there was something in it, I was like, right, I want to do live shows. But I, but I don't think in a stand up context. No. Because I think once you get a few numbers, actually, now the people that come and see my shows are people that already know, like they know the stuff. So yeah. it's like playing to the home crowd. Yeah. Why why would I go to a comedy club <laughs> yeah. and try and entice audiences over to my stuff? Like what what would be the point? Yeah, well, I yeah. suppose to get more people to like <laughs> it, but like seems like a lot of effort to do me. You, do you feel that if people have seen your stuff online and then they come to you from a live performance and maybe they're not theatre people so they don't really get that right, right. environment do you feel like is it hard to win those people over do, are they confused about and maybe they're thinking that it would be more like a stand-up show i think the expectations are they vary i i think people think it might be me talking and then like dipping in and out of character stuff i don't know but they get on board with the format pretty quickly right. it's basically monologues yeah um which is quite an old-fashioned thing. I, to me, like I'm inspired by like Alan Bennett and Victoria Wood and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Ricky Fulton. So longer-form monologues where the character, again, like the videos, is talking to someone who's not there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And just telling them about what they think of such and such, telling them what they did last night. But then what I do in the shows is, as the characters all talk individually, you start to piece together the bigger Story. narrative that's yeah. involving all of them. They don't interact in front of us. Yeah. Except in this show I'm about to do, there's one scene for the first time ever. Groundbreaking stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my characters are going to be on stage at the same time. Wow. Right. Um, I'm you... basically Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, are you doing that then? Just, just, just turning it. Yeah. Like Half the, shave the beard. And... Yeah. <laughs> the whole costume, a wig on one side. Um, but normally it's not that. It's just like you're kind of surmising from these monologues, little bits of information so that by the end you go, oh wait, so he's mm. the, you know, and yeah. then hopefully a little surprise at the end, a reveal or something. Yeah, um, you've got it must you've got a, a obviously like particular set of skills as well because how, coming from a theatre background, then being able to put out like funny viral videos and then being able to translate that to a theatre show that's yeah. got a structure but incorporating those characters, like is you know it's about a perfect storm. I feel like for, for that, and I do wonder like he's nice, isn't he? See <laughs> with, but see with people because it's people that can put it like what viral like, the the kind of videos, but wouldn't they have the ability mm-hmm. to put the together a show that you're describing like that? But I also wonder like see people that are from the same kind of theatre background as you because really like if you do a great monologue of Hamlet or something that's not going viral on Instagram no. but if you've got the capacity to do something funny like you've done yeah, yeah I guess did, so, yeah. did he get jealous or go oh fuck like he can do that and now he's got he can do your own shows and it's a bit more you've I, got a bit more control I think it's like 
uh, it might be like theatre people go, oh, so you're like a comedian as Aye. well. And then comedy people go, oh, so you're like an actor. Aye, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of have a foot in both camps and try to find, like you say, a perfect storm somewhere where they meet. Uh-huh. To me, the best theatre is is funny, heartwarming, has a bit of music in it, and you're up the road like in, in decent time. You can get the last. Does it go too long? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I kind of very simply go right: laugh, 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 cry, song, home. Uh-huh. That's basically it, and that, that's a really old-fashioned way of looking at it. Uh-huh. But it turns out it still works. Like all that old stuff that I used to love, Francie and Josie live shows would have been that laugh, 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 couple of songs, a wee tear in your eye at the end, a bit of nostalgia mm. up the road. Yeah, mm. why not? It's a classic for a reason. Yeah, right, it still that. works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's for us at fringe shows. You feel like you have to have that wee sad bit at the end nowadays, but then also have a laugh afterwards. Of course, maybe yeah. instead of a song, instead of the song. Yeah, yeah, but a wee bit at the end where people go. Oh, really? Pathos. Pathos. And then, <laughs> but I'm only joking. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Please buy my merch. God, isn't he clever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been here previous. I've seen what you guys are doing. <laughs> We're all doing it. I know. Find a wee uh, formula that works. See, when you, before the videos and everything, was it mainly, was it mainly straight or acting you were doing like more dramatic roles? Or was it always kind of comedy? No, it wasn't always comedy. Um, most of my acting work has been actor musical work, which is like, you know, a play that has music in it where the actors play the instruments as well and sing. Yeah. All right. Okay. So some musicals like Scottish musicals, some plays, some funny bits, but not like, and definitely not any kind of leading male, you know, romantic lead type stuff. But a lot of young stuff because I've always looked a bit younger. I mean, it's starting to fade now. I'm kind of <laughs> grateful for it because I played 17 for a long time on stage. Um, what was the oldest you played 17 at? Uh, within the last couple of years. Really? Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Bloody hell. The thing about acting is mostly that you don't... People think that you would get to play all different characters. But a lot of the time, especially in more uh, modern stuff it's not no one's asking you to do funny voices and put on wigs and play all different ages and mm. you're actually getting cast because of how you look and to be as kind of as close to you as possible mm. you know like you look at tv acting nobody's like playing an old guy they just hire an old guy no. right yeah actually it's still game obviously but <laughs> one exception <laughs> but with my own stuff i can just do whatever i want Aye. Be I have old, been cast as whatever. a bush wank in something a couple of weeks. So I need to. Oh, have you? Big stretch. Oh, so there is a, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. they are actually asking people to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> posh you... wank, is that the one with the condom? No, I just mean like oh, a guy yeah, that sounds very posh <laughs> and happens to be a wank. <laughs> that's the thing, though. It's like MD just that's no got a Glasgow accent. Yeah. Posh it's just posh yeah, it's it's not about me. Uh, <laughs> it kind of is it's about all of us yeah, come on it's a, it's a group effort it's, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's an ensemble hey um, he's got the theatre terminology out as well come on. make me feel comfortable <laughs> I've Thank done you. a lot of research for you coming on <laughs> sure you have yeah, yeah. I come in here and you were eating pineapple at a box <laughs> couldn't even shake his hands at fucking pineapple <laughs> sorry I've got pineapple in my hands you know me with my research <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of you've touched on this but I, I want to know a wee bit more like how it so you've putting out videos and the theatre people can see this are they do they roll their eyes at that or do they respect that do you think or what? I don't know anybody rolling their eyes but again I wouldn't would I I don't, <laughs> I don't think anybody would openly do it but yeah no I think I think generally speaking the theatre community is such that you go you see someone doing something else and you go 
nice one. Is it more respectful? I think so. Even yeah. like when we started putting out videos, comedians would roll their eyes and go, "Oh, he's, he's putting out videos and stuff." And now it's an accepted thing. But right. yeah. I, th I thought for theatre because it would be you know more of a high art or whatever and yeah. acting and the, maybe like oh that's beneath us do they look us. down on comedy a wee bit maybe is there, yeah. is there a snobbishness I don't in think the I don't think there is but I think some of the thing is that I get recognised a lot less in the theatre community like right. if I do a, a play very few people in like at stage door will come to me like you bridal hang me <laughs> they're like who you do comedy as well do you very good Yeah, they wouldn't care mm. but like and, and the crossover is quite minimal but occasionally on my TikTok, I get someone going like, were you in that, were you in a play? <laughs> and they're, they're mystified. They're like, he, he was singing and acting and kidding on to be somebody else. No, he can do stuff. Uh, I get that a bit, but you know, yeah, you can, I could definitely do theatre as Brian James O'Sullivan and most people would be like, yeah, it's just some guy. Right. What's the, see the difference, but I imagine it's a different demographic because I assume like a lot, maybe theatre's maybe an older crowd. Mm. And I assume a lot of like, what's, what's your crowd's been like? They've been coming to your live shows? Uh, mostly women of about, 40s and 50s oh really mm -hmm. is it yeah a lot of doctors receptionists oh, really? <laughs> even a surprising amount of them actually called Janice as well <laughs> and they'll come up to it there's, there's a team because of them they're literally getting sent that on yeah. WhatsApp yeah, they'll be getting tagged that right yeah. <laughs> says me and they go I am Janice <laughs> my name's not Janice but I am Janice and everyone's like convinced it's them kind of like you're like this is my gran. Aye, aye. Um, but there is a there is a group of them that come to the shows, and I think there's four of them, and they're all called Janice. <laughs> and I'll get messages from the four Janices are coming tonight. <laughs> I'll be five with you. Oh. Um, I see the same people again and again. Like I, I have people that you know comment on loads of stuff that I do online, come to the shows like regularly, have had custom videos made. You know, aye. like mm. fans, super fans. <laughs> but yeah. they're mostly women of about 40 or over. We had any weird fucked up requests? I couldn't possibly say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wouldn't consider them fucked up because I will do anything. Bothering <laughs> <laughs> price. For 50 quid. <laughs> no, what the amazing thing is that people, most people I say, give us five bullet points and about whoever it is that I'm doing the video for. And they'll just be like... He's got two dogs, Sparky and the other one. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got he goes to Marbella every July, whatever, whatever. And this funny thing happened to him once he fell down a manhole, whatever. And I'll just extrapolate from that and make mm. something up. Some people, even when I say that, will send me five like big chunks. Paragraphs. Each one counts as a bullet point, apparently. Yet more people will actually send me a script. I'm talking gags written <laughs> really? everything other options or you could maybe think of something better for this I'll, I'll leave it to you you're the comedian I'm like apparently not wow. um, do you ever just scripts? do verbatim what they want and be like you can see how this dies on its ass yeah. <laughs> one time I did it someone sent me a recording of an answer phone message that he found on an answer machine in a house that they moved into and it was an old woman it's terrible but I did it I've never done it out publicly but it's like something like hello um, Jeanette it's Moira Moira from the club and it, it's all this really specific stuff that you wouldn't write but it's gold I'm not wanting a haircut this week but I just wanted to remind you that Margaret came along on Thursday and you should have seen what she was wearing <laughs> she goes into slagging off this woman the size of the heels of the woman's in her 70s and it went on and on and she went maybe you could do something with this we've kept this recording we recorded it off the answer machine and we've kept it for 10 years and we listen yeah. back to it because we think it's dead funny <laughs> we don't know who any of the people are we don't know the context of it. we just think it's really funny maybe we thought it reminded us of you and I went 
I can't better that. Yeah. So I recorded it back as Janet. I typed it out word for word, every <laughs> breath, and did it as Janet. <laughs> Hi, it's Janice. I'm no bad in a haircut. <laughs> and I just sent it back to her and I went, no charge, this is gold. <laughs> and it kind of, I, I guess it proves a point, which I'm always saying, which is that in a way you don't, I don't think you need to write as much as you just need to listen. Yeah. You hear it, like it's all there, isn't it? Definitely. In the way that, in the strangeness of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that proves it. And do because you, yours is it's like realism and it's very naturalistic. Is right. that what you like doing, or do you like doing a bit of theatre that's, you know, a wee bit more oh, theatrical? Yeah. I think no, I love all that. Um, I think just for for the purposes of Bridal Hingway, the realism, the, the observation is the key, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you're, I suppose, what you're trying to do is shine a light on how, although it's natural, it's actually quite absurd. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, the best example I can think of is people don't notice it in themselves, but like my mum, God love her, right? She uses the same face for something that's really bad and something that's really good. <laughs> and no one thinks that's weird because all mums do it, I think. But when I point it out, people go, that's mad. <laughs> so that's, how was the night last night at the restaurant? And she'll go, oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> but it could also go, oh, <laughs> and you don't know until she says the word and I'm like when I look at that I go that's bonkers <laughs> but people do it all the time and no one thinks it's weird until you point it out and yeah. you go oh yeah that is weird Yeah, you know what I mean yeah. and you're picking up those mannerisms and then you'll put that in and there. stick it in but also like to go this is exactly what happens but when I do it and reflect it back at you we all agree that it's funny Aye. Yeah. do you know what I mean that's Absolutely. what the skill is as well like all observational comedy whatever it's in the exactly. specificity of like you mm. could look you could say oh you know you're just talking nonsense whatever Yeah. and to a degree you are but it's like so acutely observed it's yeah. the nonsense like, that everyone the talks the way that we all speak in life that you're right. not all these social cues that you're all following that you're not yeah. really picking Aye. up on and yeah. it's so good man it's so much fun like and I just think <sighs> it's a gift to have it because it's everywhere there's materials everywhere. Mm. You, how could you ever run out of material when you do that? Because you yeah. just watch people, you just look at their foibles and you go, people are nuts. <laughs> it just writes itself. Yeah. It's so fun. Do you find yourself like people watching in public or is it more people from your family that you're copying? Always listening. Yeah. But a cafe a joy. Like I was in I was in Lidl. Oh, this was years ago. I've never used it, but I was in a Lidl, the one by the, the Southern General. Oh, they don't call it that anymore. You know the one. Um, <laughs> and this guy I got talked to. That's amazing. I was just thinking, <laughs> no, I call it the Southern General. <laughs> I'm looking for scat leads, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> the big hospital, the Star, the Star Wars one, you know. <laughs> talking to this guy. And I don't know how we got talking about it. I'm in recovery, right? And, and if I get a chance to talk about, you know, to people about if they need help or something, I do. Mm. This guy's loading all this drink onto the thing and he he, he went, you go for me because I had one thing. And he went, I've got all this drink. I shouldn't really, it's terrible. Or something got us in. And I went, all oh, right, do you not, like, is it not working for you? He was like, oh, it's terrible. It's hellish, but I have to do it or something. And I went, you know, you, you, you can, you don't have to do that. You know, you can do things. And he went, no, 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 Alcoholics Anonymous and all that. <laughs> um, I did go to a meeting once that was in um, Clyde Bank and uh, George Bowie Road. <laughs> <laughs> and in my brain I go gold gold don't speak just let him speak he's trying to say Kobawi Road and he says George Bowie and I'm like this is amazing but if George you did Bowie. that I wanted to help this man but he's helping me <laughs> I he feel doesn't like know it. one he's day that will be renamed George Bowie Road whenever he passes away because Clyde is on that just off that it's road just, just off that road is it actually yeah, what is the road actually called Kilbowie Kilbowie Road Kilbowie Road, Kilbowie Road. Kilbowie Road. 
you hear people, you know, taxi for Kilbowie Road, George Bowie Road. There's two things will happen when George Bowie dies. Kilbowie Road will get na- renamed George Bowie Road and someone will be able to take George Bowie as a name on <laughs> equity. I'm <laughs> <laughs> first in the queue. <laughs> There's a cruise, isn't there? I've only recently learned this. There's oh, some the sort of boat. Bowie mm. on the boat? Bowie on the Remember, boat. Remember, we done a sketch and it yeah. was, we done a fake version. I think it was Jacko on the jet or something. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I played a fake George Bowie guy called Mark Jackson. That's and right. then we done a thing where it was Jacko on the jet and like, you're flying to fucking Mallorca or something. Yeah, because isn't it a boat to like Germany or something? No, you just come back. Amsterdam. And then you just go straight back though, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Yeah. you probably go to Amsterdam buy a load of pills yeah. come back come straight back and yeah. then yeah. can you imagine how what state you'd be in because <laughs> I would definitely have done that I think I did that but without the boat <laughs> same amount of hours same amount of drugs <laughs> just didn't go anywhere but yeah, but a big pill head back in the day I hate, I hate to admit it because my mum will probably watch it but I mean she knows, she knows. yeah yeah pretty yeah. much yeah because you're, you're good pals with Darren Connell were you mm-hmm. just like did you just do a lot of no I, I've no. only ever known Darren since I was sober sober right yeah but I, I anything that would make me feel different mm. and I will do anything that makes me feel different until I'm sick that's kind of the way it works right. <laughs> I was once I once drank so much coffee I was working I was playing music in a gig right and drank so much coffee that I had to tactically go and throw up because I felt so ill but as I was thrown up the thought that came into my head was once I'm done throwing up what I probably need is like a small red bull (laughs) (laughs) just to kind of hair of the dog right I thought this was a tactic and then I went you are an alcoholic like if that's the thought that you have when you're thrown up from having too much coffee (laughs) you're you're definitely not in control of this you just kind of replaced that we, we drink loads of coffee and I mean you've got an energy drink, I've got energy drink. <laughs> no I wouldn't say so because I, cause I do meetings and I've worked you know a 12 step program and, yeah. and I try and live a better life mm-hmm. but I see it in myself in all behaviours like if it makes me feel good I'll be like I'll just keep doing that until it ruins my life um, <laughs> is that the case with the live show that you've got upcoming as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're doing uh, 17 nights <laughs> but we're doing them all in the one day <laughs> and I can't see any problems arising from that <laughs> you're waiting and <laughs> like, I think I I've got an idea for a sketch <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into acting then? So you went to theatre school, was that right? Or? I w- actually, I, I answered an advert in the paper when I was nine. Right. And I went and played Oliver in um, the Theatre Royal, right. an amateur production. And then a few weeks later, there was another advert in the paper that some somebody, family, friend or whatever, phoned up. Oh, you wait, hear this? There's a thing about Oliver in the paper again. And it was for the production in the West End. Right. Not the Autumn Moor, like the, your London West yeah. End. And... Uh, I went along to that and it was queues round the block a wee guys all looked like me little Victorian <laughs> boys oh, oh, kids, <laughs> but yeah. your first show was in the Theatre Royal uh, no I did I did Cinderella at Knightswood Community Centre right my mum and dad played the Ugly Sisters <laughs> uh, so we all did Amdram right as a family for a, for a short it's time a not Nepo like baby reveal big time big time the truth is coming out uh, the Hingways are a well known <laughs> dynasty they're like the Baldwins of, uh... the Von Hingways <laughs> um, aye so basically kind of followed it and, and did wow. if stuff came up people would always like phone up my mum and go there's a thing you know they're looking for boys for a thing or whatever I would go to the auditions and did shows and yeah and just always kept doing it right and then eventually did go to drama school but studied contemporary theatre which 
for anyone who doesn't know, for the very Which few, the, of us. the uninitiated, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Trust me, it's like live art, kind of uh, really out there contemporary performance. Mm. So like. I don't know, you'll go into a room in the tramway and instead of, it's not like a play, there's a guy like building a house out of bricks of lard yeah. and then he'll go inside <laughs> the house and he'll like pee in a jar, drink it, recite a bit of backwards text and then like, you know, bloodlet all over the floor. Right. And then it's like, no. Oh. We song, you're up the road. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pathos, song, <laughs> So somehow I ended up on this course and I, I kind of in the first couple of weeks I was like, uh, I don't think this is right for me. Right. But I was what's known as a people pleaser. So I was like, I, I've come here and I've signed all the forms so yeah. I better just do it. I don't want to rock the boat. So I did four years of it. <laughs> I just pretended I liked all that. Did you think it was going to be like musical theatre or whatever? Were you... No, I knew it wasn't going to be that, but I was told, I think I got the idea that it was like for people who want to make their own things, not just follow other people's scripts. That right. was kind of in my naive head what that was going to be. Okay. And it was just a lot more sort of wacky and very serious as well, very worthy. Like, you know, the message and the political drive of everything. And one of the rules was no acting. Basically, right. don't talk to anyone who's not there. Don't pretend to be someone else. Right. So you can imagine me just like, right, so what What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what sort of stuff were you doing then? What would you be? Um, I did, I did a, my fourth year show, right? I emerged from behind a podium and I slid along the floor on my back. So you can imagine like my, my knees pointing up to the ceiling and then like that. Right. Along the floor backwards, <laughs> right? That's my entrance. <laughs> singing a song uh, a version of you know that song that's in Moulin Rouge there was a boy you know the yeah, uh, da, 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 the kind of sad song I don't know mm. sang a version of that about my life and then the rest of the show I recited wartime poetry <laughs> drank a pint of Guinness and didn't ever look at the audience once right where were you looking down the back no, the back. Oh, right, okay. I had my back to the audience the whole time, and I was like, "It's groundbreaking shit." <laughs> I'm never gonna look at the audience. So it was called "The Boy Who Wanted," and and what was it about? I don't know, Stephen. <laughs> Come on. Did you not have something in your head? That no, like... it's yeah. I mean, really, it was kind of like. Well, the first line of the song was there was a boy who wanted to be an undertaker, right? Because I always thought my second choice of career was I would want to go into the funeral business, right? I like the <laughs> theatre of it all, you know? <laughs> 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 oh yeah, he's a boy who So yeah, there, it was kind of like little bits and bobs of stuff that I had been interested in as a kid and what brought me to where I was at that point. And I wore a dinner suit and I don't know, man, I don't know what it was about, but I got a good mark. Did you? Good. <laughs> yeah, it was the first kind of good mark I got in the four years. And I was like, okay, <sighs> so confused, yeah. completely confused. I would be confused, but what would that be like if, so you're from like West, West of Glasgow mm. and what would like people from your school think of that and stuff and or your surroundings? Because well, would that not be quite a strange thing? To... Yeah, you, you wouldn't think that people from my school could want to kill me anymore. But if they had seen that show, <laughs> like I didn't get on well with people at school anyway because right. I liked theatre and I did I sang songs and I played the piano and I was also funny as well, but no one ever listened. <laughs> like if they had listened, I could have made them laugh. Yeah. Have, you, have you had a lot of people coming crawling back now? They've seen your, yeah. your Janice a videos few, and all that. Few, and you're like, fucking yes. <laughs> the messages are unread. <laughs> <laughs> one guy who threatened to batter me after school and I had to I had to like dodge him and 
And then, this is weird, right? But because I, sp I stayed at school later to stay away from this guy who was going to batter me, I ended up leaving school an hour later and as I was walking down the road, I got mugged. Fucking hell. By an unrelated party. So that was the butterfly effect. You thought you were exactly. avoiding... I was like, I'm avoiding bad. him, whose name I won't mention. I really want to. Um, <laughs> and then I got mugged and I had a tenner in my pocket. Money I'd been collecting for charity. Fuck's sake. Because I was getting sponsored for something. And I got mugged and they took my tenner off me. And uh, and then a few weeks I got a message. Oh, I saw your videos, mate. It's good to see you. Is that from the mugger? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this tenor's going towards your own more. Oh, yeah, tenor. I'll put it in your Patreon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've not, I've not opened it because I'm just like, yeah, it's nice of you to say that, but also, you probably don't even remember like what you put me through. Yeah. Uh, so no, not that many, but that's one I can uh, think of. No, that's, yeah. but that's, I think that's fair. Like, I don't, I've never had that experience of someone coming crawling back and saying sorry or whatever. But I, I wonder what I not would. Yet. No, <laughs> yet, but I wonder <laughs> no, what I, I would re, re, would react like because I probably would be like that as well. Like, I don't think anonymous, or would you be like? I don't think I would hold any resentment against them, but I don't think I would like be like oh yeah let's be pals now as well no but i'm like, not gonna engage with it yeah like there was a, i remember the feeling we were mates we sat next together sat next to each other in music right and then one day he just like he used to be really kind of what's that word volatile and he would just change his mood mm. and he was like i fuck off or something and then he was like i'm gonna batter you and he locked me in a room once in one of the music rooms and he wouldn't let me out and he was really creepy it's all coming back to me now. Fuck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I look back and I think, ah, ah, that was torture. Yeah. Nah, don't yeah. get you don't get my time, sorry. Yeah, that's fair. But then one of the other guys I went to school with, and nothing against him, but he's a motivational speaker now. Right. And oh, I don't know right. if you're aware, but I do. Yes. A, a character. Oh, right. I fucking love this character. Who is a motivational speaker. What's his name again? David Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> the David Glenn Method. The David Glenn Method, 29.99 a month. <laughs> and he is coming on the cruise. There right. is a section of the ship where people have paid extra to go on the David Glenn cruise. Right. So that's so sorry. The, whole the cruise is my third show, right? Yeah, this, this is the show. And all show. these characters you've created are on a cruise. Yeah. Well, mm. the, I thought I set it on a cruise ship. Yeah, and that way they can Amsterdam. all be there. Take some pills. <laughs> <laughs> George really, Bowie's there. Just quick. George Bowie Road. <laughs> uh, so I, I thought if it's on a cruise or something like that, then they can all kind of be there for that's various a great, reasons. A great set so yeah, David Glenn's going to be doing a motivational that's speech on the cruise. And so is that kind of based on that guy? A wee bit. It wasn't. It's based on a bunch of other people who's who obviously I won't name either but yeah. it's funny to think because that guy threatened to batter me as well wow. and then I met him down maybe again <laughs> <laughs> Hi, they're, they're still coming I met him down at like on the canal or something once and he, he was like oh how you doing it was all this kind of like yeah I've been you know a lot of soul searching and um, <laughs> all that over pronouncing words yeah. that, see as soon as I seen that character the first time you put a video what that accent Aye. You know it's you're being so duped the second you hear. And yeah. as it's like, I've done a lot of bad things in my past. But, but I'm able to speak now clearly to you. <laughs> <laughs> Despite my past. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's he guys so just popping up everywhere, don't they? Like, oh yeah, they're yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And this guy gave me his kind of chat and, and I'm listening to it and he's like, yeah, things are going really well for me and all this crap. And I was looking at him <laughs> going, you threatened to batter me and you're chatting away to me. And I didn't bring it up you know because I'm uh, spineless um, <laughs> but he's in there and, and many people are but it's it's not a specific person it's a whole as you say these guys are just yeah. popping up everywhere so it's it's a it's a dig at that you must be making money out of someone 
Yeah, I keep saying yeah. them. Aye, hundred percent. Just that, it's like I suppose Grifter. the same thing with Andrew Tate and all these type of people. It's just that sort of grift of like in the motivational grind set sort of shit, isn't it? Mm. But that it's funny because I think as a like, see if you're not Scottish, you could probably hear that guy, and you don't pick up that intonation as just a yeah. bullshitter. Yeah, but as you, yeah. any as you hear that exact voice, and you're <laughs> like, this guy's fucking at it. Yeah. <laughs> the power of over pronouncing ing at the end of words i've discovered is it huge and it's not just for him so he's going, guys i'm going through a few things at the moment we're trying to get people on board who will be flying on, on a boat on the cruising sailing that, <laughs> but also that works for uncles and aunties because your uncle frank goes that's the thing you know he was trying to be a smartass <laughs> and then he's slowing himself down to explain to you because he knows better. Um, somehow that's useful. But um, see, the thing is, like, I think that the reason people are into these guys is because that they promise you that they can make you feel better. Mm. And yeah. everyone's looking for that. So I've said yeah. in the show, like, if someone says to me, like, right, here's the three steps, like I'm in the 12 steps, right? Mm. And I go, right, just 12, that's fine. See if I see a book on a shelf and Waterstone's like self-help and it goes the four agreements you have to do I go just four it's less than 12 I'm, I want that <laughs> yeah. but then the next week you'll see in there's three you know and what I want what everyone wants one. is one what is the, the, one, <laughs> the one secret the one yeah. rule yeah. to everything yeah and there isn't one no but we're all kind of looking for, you know what I mean yeah, yeah I'm definitely think. guilty of that sure. yeah, yeah the magic pill yeah exactly yeah mm. to fix it all so that's why David Glenn there will always be people who sign up to the David Glenn method <laughs> they think he might know something that, I love that one as well. He's like, I don't, you know, <laughs> me not spending time with my kids is <laughs> me spending time with kids for my kids. I don't spend time with my kids, I spend time for my kids. <laughs> so they will grow up and perhaps they'll become motivational speakers too. <laughs> is there anyone, because we've had like uh, Chris Forbes on and people have been confused by some of his characters like Duncan Murray, who's the third Murray brother, they thought that was real. Right. Has there been anyone trying to sign up for yeah. this cunts? <laughs> a lot of people say that and jest and then my mate was saying to me you know why don't we set it up like the payment and just see him that's the perfect perfect crime isn't it yeah you go well i said you know but then i'd one of the tricks with the david glenn method is that we never know what it is (laughs) you you know and and in the show i'm at pains to not i nearly back myself into a corner where i'm like i'm gonna have to reveal the david glenn method i really don't want to do that Mm. A, because I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and B, it leaves it open to maybe it could be something great, but also what it will be is the same as every other fucking yeah, thing. Exactly. Uh, repackaged. Sure. I just love that it's called method as well. Like, it's like, <laughs> like you follow these steps that and don't then, exist. So. It's a method. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such nonsense. Some people may maybe say it's madness, but there is a method. <laughs> <laughs> TM. But if you manage to take like perfect that method that could be the pathos at the end of the show like that's that's that a genuine thing that works for people wow. maybe he gets a bit of wisdom from Janice or Frank and he goes you know I thought I had all the answers but it turns out yeah there's your, there's your pathos yeah that's it as well that's the end of the show isn't it? then you sing a song as all of them like yeah. it's like a barbershop kind of thing right, all four yeah harmonise them with yourself goodbye my baby goodbye my honey <laughs> hello back type girl <laughs> it's so tricky to do all four I get a look pedal yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice thought, it's too much <laughs> uh, one of your shows that I watched uh, are on, is on YouTube yeah uh, and you put that on yourself didn't you that's Aye. not like a that's not a bootleg no. right good um, and it's great I would thoroughly recommend people to watch that if they want to 
have a wee taster of what to get a sense of it. Yeah, come. the second so one is like on a, film as well. From the live show of doing the characters is that yeah, online? Yeah. Oh, right, I didn't realize the first that. part one, the Christmas one, the first oh, one I ever yeah. did, and part two is filmed. We had some sound problems, and I'm too lazy to sort them out. Yeah. So at some point that will go up as well. Brilliant. But the plan is to do the trilogy. Is this, is this part thing. three? This is part yeah. three. Okay. I always wanted to make a trilogy of something, right. even, even though just anything, three things. And do <laughs> all three stories link, or is it just as. Uh, no, no, not really, although, like, definitely uh, three happens after the events of two have happened. Okay. So, in as much as I don't like giving away because the, the big events are reveals in each show, mm-hmm. but Aye. yeah, like, they, they are in chronological order, but you don't need to have seen one. That's just the extended bridal universe. <laughs> yeah, it's growing out. And then it's going like, wait a minute, did they actually know each other or did they used to know each other? Or, you know, yeah. who is David Glenn when you put him in relation to Janice? Because mm. Janice and Frank are married. Yeah. And they weren't at first. I didn't know that. It revealed itself to me. Mm. <laughs> it was just an auntie and an uncle. And then I'm like, well, yeah, we'll just because they never have to meet on camera they just have to refer to each other Aye. and sometimes a janice video will start with just put just soak it <laughs> just soak it and we can get back to it later <laughs> i said so oh it's useless <laughs> and you can have him doing the same you know what i mean but you know, i'm just trying to talk to bump here <laughs> so I, they're in each other's orbit but we never see them yeah, you know cross that's, that's really good <laughs> do you feel like you prefer doing janice than frank i think if i'm honest janice is I was going to say Janice is closest to me No I don't know I think Frank's philosophy Is the closest to my own one uh-huh. Frank has an amazing Philosophy I feel okay saying it's amazing Because I feel like he's not me <laughs> He's got a method if you will you know, <laughs> It's just like He's got this Sort of Unattached view on life He's not bothered about Possessions or money He just thinks You know He knows what's important And I think Janice does too But she uh, Doesn't have a As clever a way of saying it Aye. you know she doesn't have the vocabulary that frank does he's uh-huh. a smart guy yeah um and janice shows love in different ways i, I, I think they end up just being facets of yourself Aye, like yeah. i went through a massive self-help phase and loved motivational speakers Aye. and you know and, and you then, know stuff about it to be able to successfully parody right. as well, don't but you? i think we all i think in our generation anyway we all have like probably picked up a couple of those books from time to time yeah. or now we've probably all watched the documentaries defaming them or declaiming them or whatever uh, that yeah, word is. Yeah, yeah. So like that's part of our collective consciousness, isn't it? But yeah, I think he even David Glenn is part of my own universe in my mind because you know I'd I went through a phase where I was like I could I could help people I could do it. I did coaching qualifications exactly. Is there any? Have you come up with any characters at any point where you're like this is going to be a good one and then it's just not worked for whatever reason? I wouldn't say characters, but but ideas for videos like things that I think this is going to fly and then it doesn't and then things that I think this is just another one and then it goes nuts mm-hmm. and I'm talking about numbers online of Aye. course and I can't tell but the the David Glenn thing has actually been brewing for about 10 years because I did a at the Oran Moor the play Pine a Pint they used to do for one season or two they did a thing called Curtain Raisers and it was like a miniature performance before the play began Right. So each week on a Thursday, they would have someone come in and do a three-minute performance, and they they got like a hundred quid or something like that, and it was just like this platform for people to try out new things. So I did a thing called Hank Dollar, and it was an American motivational speaker, <laughs> and it was a mini musical. So it was, it was there were three songs in it, and it ended up lasting about five minutes, but there were three steps, 
Um, and I remember I had the whole audience singing at the end, three steps to joy. Wave your hands, everybody. <laughs> three <laughs> steps to happiness. <laughs> and uh, step one, uh, something, something. And step two, uh, invest £5,000. All checks made out to me. <laughs> um, something, something, something by your own volition. And for that, you'll make a 1% commission. And it was essentially a pyramid scheme. Um, but he wore a big 10-gallon hat. And... <laughs> with, that was me at the very end of my sort of interest in self-help uh, phase where I'm going I need to start parodying these people yeah. and then about two years ago I tried to do a character who had a different name who was a motivational speaker and it wasn't quite right and I sent it to my mate and he was like mm. so like David Glenn emerged looks like he emerged one day uh, but actually in my head I've been cooking that for a long time mm -hmm. and at some point it ripens and you go this is it yeah you know the way yeah, with yeah. a bit or with a character especially mm. when like people have seen that kind of guy online I, I feel like I've seen that guy more and more recently as yeah, well definitely. so it's when the time for him the, yeah it's the time yeah. for exactly. that to, to we live in the David Glenn era <laughs> we do yeah. right well, David we Glenn's well, world we're just living in it <laughs> exactly well like with TikTok and stuff like the way the way social media is now it's kind of ripe for people to do stuff like that yeah. everyone's got a hustle everyone's got like a an angle they have to have an angle you know yeah You've mentioned this friend that you've sent these ideas to. Do you do that all the time? Or is only certain ones that are maybe on the cusp? Uh, and is it a person that's in comedy or is it just a, a random... No, it's my mate Gary McNair who recently did the show Dear Billy, which was the Billy Conway oh, tribute. Yeah, right, right. It's not a tribute act, but it's a it's a show about what people in Scotland think of Billy Conway. It's an mm. amazing show. Um, he directs my shows. Right. So I always kind of bounce stuff off him, but not like each video. I used to send each video to him and wait wait for him to go ha 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 never go right put it online <laughs> and now I just do it but if there's new stuff and it's completely new like a, a new character sometimes I do send it to right usually him yeah because just somebody you trust isn't it Aye. and for someone to go he would be happy to say to me if it was like yeah I don't know I'd be careful about mentioning that or you know he Aye. wouldn't feel bad about just warning me off something or whatever mm -hmm. just what, good to have that what would be like your what, what would be your kind of ideal thing to, to kind of get towards eventually but like would you love to just continue doing shows with like your own characters and stuff like that or would you see that as a springboard towards like acting and other things like what, what would be your kind of ideal sort of yeah goal well like I, I definitely still want to be an actor uh -huh. uh, i just want to be on stage aye and you know would you rather stage than tv yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I'd rather the TV money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, being a theatre actor is not a way to make a living, really. Unless you're in London, or is it still? Bad? Eh, it's a bit better in London. I'm yeah. doing a show in London at the end of the year. It's not as much better as you would think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to be on stage. But I think with the, I'd, I'd like to have that autonomy of doing continuing to do my own stuff. I want to do the whole trilogy as one big experience next year. Yeah. Um, ideally, you know, at number one venues. So what I do is I decide I'm going to do that. And then I let the details figure themselves out. Yeah. And it does come together. I knock on doors and I say to people, so I'm doing this thing. Do you want to, do I help? Uh -huh. Or do you want to be involved? Or do you know how you can help? Uh, a sort of a brazen, annoying <laughs> level of self-assuredness on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath going, oh fuck, we'll never do it. <laughs> but I've decided I'm doing the trilogy next year. And people, maybe people will want to come and they'll watch all three parts back to back. So is that going to be a three-hour extravaganza? Yeah, but I think with I think with not just intervals. I think with like meal breaks, right? <laughs> not like Breakfast, providing lunch food. And dinner, no, no. <laughs> is, this, just like, is this your contemporary acting coming back <laughs> in? Where it's it. like, you cook the meals and all that stuff <laughs> in between. Blood like meal deal between everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, if I did like part one at three p.m. and then 
at four-ish that's finished and then people go and there's like a wow. little break and then I do like 6pm there's a break and then 8pm so they can <laughs> go out for great. a meal and, and by the end of the night they've spent they feel like they've spent all day with these characters mm. and there's huge kind of story arc you should just do it on a fucking cruise ship <laughs> oh, mate. there's so many options the other thing is it's, it's about the cheapest thing you can possibly do it's just me it's like doing stand-up and it's me yeah. on the stage what does it need just people watching mm. so it's pretty flexible in that way because it's yeah. not like some big production you have to bring around in trucks and yeah. you know mm. That sounds good. You had a wee bit of like stage and stuff for that show that I watched, didn't you? You had a chair and we made we got that from um, charity shops in Partick. We went one day to charity shops in Partick and just went that 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 like in an hour. Right, (laughs) most of it's in my house now. (laughs) The the second show, I had a designer make me a a look, and it was much cleaner. Hmm. Um, The surgery bit had like a a tall thin shelf with loads of pill bottles in it, and it was like lit by. particular light and it's really neat and then the third i've got a designer making like the deck of the cruise ship or something that suggests that yeah uh so like to do the trilogy would be a bigger deal sure it would need some backing so if you guys want to invest <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. some of that Get money you've got in <laughs> a month guys um, <laughs> what was it rule two only five grand of your own money <laughs> exactly you make commission yeah. <laughs> but then as my dad always says one percent of fuck all still fuck all <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it would have to be slightly bigger if it was all three but yeah. it would need a bit of support but yeah that's cool though and you say like you, you kind of you decide you're going to do a thing and then you know the world has a wee kind of manifest and it just makes it so, happen yeah. and you just feel feel that that's I, I agree with that as well and i think like it's you know that is a powerful thing when you you set your mind to something and just it's amazing how you know things can bend in your favor but not not in a kind of a woo woo way to me like i used to kind of get in for more of that but actually it's a really simple thing of just going um uh, it's practical for me yeah i've decided that's what i'm going to do next year and i'm no longer surprised by the way stuff just yeah it's often doesn't look like you expected it to look but it's still the thing yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you just you take you take the steps to do it rather than just waiting for it to happen. Right, you don't just sit and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well you have to keep hustling, don't you? Yeah, that's it. That's the David Glenn method. That is the David Glenn method. <laughs> it's for me, it's for you, it's for everyone. <laughs> Should look down the lens for that. Okay, guys. <laughs> I think that's uh, a good way to end things. Uh, yeah. I'd like to have you back on just as David Glenn if that's possible. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Yeah, you could do you could do all the podcasts like five times. I think we'd get more patrons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just come here in a suit jacket. Is that the brand? Oh no, that's the David Glenn episode. Yeah, he's wearing a blue suit jacket. Totally <laughs> <laughs> different guy. <laughs> so obviously, you do have your upcoming shows of the the cruise very shortly. Yes. Uh, what dates are those again? Twenty first to the twenty third of July, or more in Glasgow. Brilliant. Well worth going along. Yeah, come on down. All the links are on my my bio. You know the usual. Yeah, we'll put them in the description. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And uh, yeah, and uh, obviously can follow you at Bridal Hingway with a W, not an M. With a W on all social media platforms. Is there anything else you'd like to plug? Obviously, me and Steve have both done uh, your podcast as well. Yes, which means uh, well, not which means, but it'd be great (laughs) if you did it. Don't have to. I'd love that. So I do a mostly theatre podcast, a creative podcast called Putting It Together, and it's. Did you have Alan Cummings on recently? Something like that. You had, no. You've had some good, you've had some really good guests. I've had Alistair Green. I had Alistair Green on. That recently. was who you had. I don't know why I thought <laughs> 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 I knew he was a big guy that had a name beginning with it. That's it. But yeah, Alistair Green. So a, yeah. a bit like you were saying before we started, like when people are in town, he's kind of the English you, isn't he? 
I would be flattered. <laughs> I think so. I, I think he's amazing. So. He, he picks up really small. Yeah. Even just in terms of just the one shot thing, you know, that's yeah. Simple, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah well, I liked his videos before I started. So to be fair, like, he's aye. definitely been an influence. Sure. But yeah, yeah my theatre, uh, my podcast is mostly theatre stuff, or it's like, what's the creative process about? Aye. Uh, it started out as just actors, but it, now it's actors, comedians, directors, writers. And it's called Putting It Together. We've done. Nearly 320 episodes Bloody now. Well, Once a week since November 2017. So have a listen. Yeah. Definitely. It's and all there. And anything else you'd like to plug before we, we go? Is that? No, just, just co op meal deals are not <laughs> as much of a deal as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And um, if you have any, obviously check out Brido's videos. They're fucking fantastic as well. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, just please, as ever, remember to like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow us at SomeLapod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And send any questions you've got to our email address, which is SomeLapod at gmail.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers thanks very much. Nice one. Thanks, boys. Cheers, guys. Smashing. <laughs>